Hey, this is Brock Burke of the Texas Rangers. You're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast and the Recliner Nerd. One ball, two strikes, two outs. Six to one, the Rangers lead in the top of the ninth. Feliz the high set. Here comes the pitch. Breaking ball, strike three call. The Rangers are going to the World Series. In the air, shallow right. The Texas Rangers win the pennant. Second consecutive year. Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Welcome to Rangers Nation Podcast, talking all things Texas Rangers. Rangers Nation Podcast is a part of Dallas Sports Nation, providing coverage of all your DFW sports teams. Now, here's your host, Texas Rangers blogger, the Recliner Nerd. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Rangers Nation's podcast. I am your host, the Recliner Nerd, and today's episode is Taylor Hearn. Yes, Texas Ranger left-handed pitcher Taylor Hearn is joining me right now. Taylor, thank you so much for doing this. Oh, man, thank you for having me. Hey, before we get into it, we want to talk about you, your life uh, growing up and and baseball and where you are now. we got to get into this contest between you and Jose. Now, are the Rangers doing that, or is this between you two? No, man, this was this is something me and Jose came up with. Um, I think whenever we were working out one day, probably about two weeks ago, um, he had brought up an idea about getting a PlayStation. And I was like, yeah, you know, I, I got a, I, I got a buddy that, that could get us one at the time. And uh, I got one. And he's like, man, I'm probably not going to play. He's like, I'll probably just give it away. And I was like, well, I'll just give it away too. So he's like, well, all right, well, why don't we just do a contest where, you know, we, we give it away to lucky fans. And then, you know, he, he came up with the idea of like Instagram followers. I was like, well, you know what we did Instagram and Twitter. He's like, nah, I think Instagram would be a little bit more. So then we told the Rangers about it and they were all for it and real supportive and got the graphics and everything for us. So, uh, but yeah, now, <clears throat> you know, and now he's, you know, me and him are always very competitive, you know, with the Mavericks and, and Spurs and, you know. But, Absolutely. But yeah, yeah, you know, he uh, he's losing right now. But he he's he's been giving me he's been giving me crap about it because he uh, he's like well you know we we still do have two weeks left you know he's like all you're doing is just helping me out I'm like buddy I'm at fifteen thousand like you're you're still stuck at ten and I'm still gonna grow so okay well here's the deal guys so they're doing a contest it started uh, when, when did it start exactly just a week ago started this past Monday and it goes through the end of the month is that what it is. February 14th. February 14th, Valentine's Day. Guys, you, you got what they're doing is seeing who can get the most Instagram followers. They're figuring it out from that date until February 14th. I am following. I'm, Instagram's not my deal. I'm learning Instagram, but I'm following Taylor right now, and it's at thern21, right? Yes. At thern21. Now, what's the difference between that and your Twitter is thern14? What's that? So... 14 and 21 were like my favorite numbers. And so at the time when I made Twitter, I was in, I was in high school or college. I was like early in high school or in college or something like that. And that's when I made one. And then when I made Instagram, I was like, well, you know, I obviously, you know, didn't want to have the same number. And so I switched it up and I wore 21 in college. And then, you know, obviously I tried to get it in pro ball as well. But, uh, you know, I kind of, <clears throat> kind of done some research on it to where <clears throat> I see where people put like their full name and their, and their Instagram and stuff like that. Cause I know sometimes early on when I'm on Instagram live or hop on with some people they are like, you know, who is, who is Thern 21? I'm just like, oh, 
you know so but like it, it's been it's been working for me though so look so you're a big social media guy so is that is that your one is instagram my kids i've got a daughter you're just a couple years older than her she's 22 uh 23 about to be 23 but it's instagram and snapchat that they're very into are you into that too um i'm not really into snapchat i i have one but i don't really use it that much i use it just to like see what's going on you know or whatever it is but i'm more active on way more active on instagram and twitter for sure you know because i i feel like that's, that's that's the easier way to interact with your fans and you know to build a bigger fan base and also just trying to you know build content as well yeah oh absolutely I, that's what i do it on twitter i've got instagram i've got followers i don't know where they come from on there and i try to to I have to get my kids to integrate Instagram. Twitter, I know how to run. Let me talk to you real quick. One of the funniest things I've seen that you and you, that you and uh, Jose did was this roping video that y'all did. Now, now was the Rangers behind that, or was that y'all again that did it? Um, they were. They they, they were. <clears throat> I guess it was more so like they kind of brought the idea to me. They're like, hey. We know what you and your background, and everything. The NFR is coming in town. You know, uh, we want you to like give Jose a tour of like you know, just what these animals are, what they do and all that type of stuff. And I was like, well, okay, I was like, I can do that. But I said, well, what if we spice it up? And I did like a demonstration for them. And they were like, oh, well, you know, that'd be a really great idea. So then <laughs> I, was like, hey, I, need a, I need two dummies. I need this, I need that. You know, so I was like, I want to, want to do the, see the whole thing, you know? Right. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that, that was, that was some of the best fun I've ever had because that was my first time ever going to the NFR. You know, it's always in Las Vegas. So, you know, I've always wanted to go to that. But uh, but man, it was that was some of the best. I mean, I, that was my first time ever seeing this guy in a cowboy outfit. And that was the best time of my life, bro, bro. He kept saying, bro, bro, as he was trying to. It's one of the guys. You got to go find this thing. I know it's on your Twitter. I'll tweet it out when we get out of here. You've got to see this video. Now, one thing that I, I've wanted since you got traded over here from the Pirates, I've wanted to talk because my family actually, my stepfather is into team roping. Your your dad and your grandfather are calf ropers. They didn't do. Did anybody in your family do team roping? They, they, they did. My dad did with uh, my uncles as well with his three brothers. They did. They did team. They did team roping, but they were mainly doing tie down roping. Tie down roping, which you know how to do all of it, right? Uh, yeah, I, I haven't. I haven't done. I'm not really into team roping. Like I don't mind doing it, but uh, I just naturally just cap roping is just just natural to me. But just, it's, it's not like I can't do team roping. I've done it before, but like yeah, I think tie down is a little bit a little bit better. Well, and here's one of the things I noticed too for a big left-handed pitcher, you throw the rope right-handed. Right. You do. And I and and I thought about it, I said, what's he doing throwing? And then I thought, so I have actually tried to rope. Um I, I can ride a horse. I I do it and my stepfather had uh actually an arena where we could chase the steers and do it. So I've run out chase the steers. It's on your right side, I, or where I was coming from. So that's probably where you learn from. Or, or do your dad and grandfather they do it from the right side too? Yeah. So everybody in our family <laughs> does right-handed, but my uncle Eldon he does it left-handed. Okay. Now, now, are you? Uh, if you did team roping, would you be a header or a healer? These people are going. What are you talking about? Header for sure. Header. header for, for, that's it seemed easier. Healing, 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 healing is obviously harder. Yeah. Uh, but healing is just one of the things where it's just. It's it's it would take me a lot of practice to where heading heading is not that hard because I'm used to you're, you know go rope tie down and, and roping the head anyway so it's like you know that'd be a little bit easier. So do you, now your your dad and grandfather so I guess you just grew up going to rodeos your whole life. Yeah yeah I mean man that was the that was the first sport I ever did and that was the you know that was something that I've been doing since I was you know four or five years old I mean the that before I picked up a bat 
or a basketball or a football it threw me on, threw me on a horse and my mom still has a picture up to this day we had a, uh, <laughs> a palomino horse that they yeah. called shotgun and uh <clears throat> you know that was the first horse i ever like got on yeah and so uh, yeah i've been like as, as far north as like cheyenne uh north and south dakota so like I've, it, it's, it's been some pretty cool roads. do you ever remember going to the one in vernon texas they do the I don't know if you that that's not too that's the one my family always rode in. It's out uh, west of Wichita Falls. It was called the Santa Rosa Roundup, I think, or something like that. I would think if your dad was a rodeo circuit, he'd probably hit some of the the Texas oh, for ones sure. for <laughs> sure. And my uncles for sure. Like you know, they would. I mean, they they'd be they'd be up at everywhere. Like Gladewater, they'd be uh, you know Odessa for sure. You know, went all over. So I mean, I'm, I wouldn't doubt it. Like they've probably been all over. Yeah. So so let me ask you this: Do you have a horse now? Right now, I don't. You but, don't? The family does. Right, right. But the family has horses, technically. So um, everybody, a lot of them have land already and stuff like that. So that's something I've been, like, looking into to get into, to get land first. And right. And get a horse. And then, you know, then eventually build an arena out of that and, and whatnot. So, uh, but, yeah. Um, yeah, they got horses. But, like, my uncles, I mean, <laughs> you know, I joked about them. I joke about it with them all the time. I'm like, hey, you know. If, if 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 there's a rope in there's something like that and I need to I need to borrow your horse like you got me right there oh yeah yeah just just, just call me and we'll, we'll bring the trailer out and whatever it is I'm like I'll just come pick it up I'll just come get my my truck and just pick it up and go well I read somewhere now was it your grandfather that had land in Lancaster yeah yeah he does does he still have Lancaster yeah, yeah. yeah he still lives out there okay because I grew up in Duncanville so Lancaster okay. was right down the street so right so I, I, I and I actually in the business I'm in now uh, for my day job I, I so I know Lancaster well so when I saw that but you grew up now tell me where you were born and raised you were born out in Royce City I was born in Garland yeah yeah, yeah the, the Garland no Rockwall Rockwall and then but we moved so we I lived in Rockwall till I was about probably about 13, 14, and then we moved out to Roar City. Um, I was in middle school, and then just, they they still live out there to the day. Till this day, and I'm I'm assuming that's where you, your your folks have land, and right, right, did they have right. their own roping arena? The no, 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 no. We we they were they were in a little, nice little neighborhood. They they had been looking for some land and stuff like that, but you know it, it kind of got to the point where it got pretty expensive, also because sure. everybody's moving out there, you know. So so let me ask you this now. Nate, so you went? Did you go to Royce City High School? Is that where you graduated yeah, from? Yeah graduate from there 2012. Did you play any other sports when you were growing up besides doing uh, rodeo stuff, but did you play any other sports? Um, so I did basketball, football, baseball, rodeo. And then when I got to high school, I stopped doing rodeo. I stopped playing football and I stopped playing basketball. Just concentrated on baseball. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, you know, what's funny is, uh, <clears throat> when I tell people that they're like, you know, what made me pick baseball? And I tell them all the time, I'm like, I give all the credit to God because I, I, I don't, I don't, I really don't know why I stopped playing. You know, I really don't. Well, you go with what's your passion. If you were enjoying baseball uh, and doing that, that's, that's what you go with. That's, that's fantastic. I mean, look, look where it's got you now. You're, you are at the highest level for a professional sport. I mean, are now are your plans after, do you think you want to get into doing a little rodeoing or. Oh yeah. This, I, I mean, that very known. It's like, you know, once. <clears throat> Once I, once I like start to, you know, make more money and stuff like that, like I'm, a, I'm going to be putting my arena and everything together and, and you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be back out there. So like, you know, that's, that's the first sport and that's always going to be in me. And especially, especially when I'm done playing, yeah. like um, I'm going to definitely be doing that. I might, I, I'm not going to probably, I'm not going to hit the circuit that hard because I'll be a little bit older, 
But like, I'll definitely go to a bunch of rodeos and, and just be practicing at the house, you know, just to stay just to have fun. Yeah, you know, because like, um, like golf to most baseball players, that's rodeo. That's like that's tie down roping to me. You know, what I'm yeah. Saying? So like, like whenever I get done or we have an off day or whatever it is, and like I'm able to to just go out back and just ride horses or just rope a couple or whatever. That's like that's right. like my time, you know. And I don't think, guys, you, if you don't understand this, now I've seen team roping, which is way more safe than the tie down roping because you're jumping off the horse. You have right. to, if y'all saw what he was doing with Jose. And I think you, t- you tweeted me. I made a joke about, uh, about that the other day, and you said he's afraid of horses. So he's afraid of them, huh? Oh, for sure. 100%. He was, <laughs> so whenever we were out there doing the demonstration, yeah. there, were, there was horses around there because they were, they were you know, dropping the steers and, and calves off. And so uh, every time you hear a horse like make a noise or something, he like freak out. He's like, "What's that?" I'm like, "I'm not gonna catch you." So, so what's the Waterburger thing? Does he not like Waterburger, or is is that something else between you two? I don't know, honestly. I he 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 likes Waterburger, you know, because he's from Corpus. Yeah, he's know, a South he's, Texas boy. Yeah, yeah, you know. So he, he, that's his biggest thing. He's, you know, Waterburger originated that, which it did. Like we get it, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, you know, he, I guess he didn't like the breakfast choice I had. He's like, oh, you know, there's more options. I'm like, obviously there's more options. But the question was, you know, what one item did on breakfast that I like? And it was obviously their, 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 uh, their, their honey their chicken sandwich is like really good though. But those taquitos are killer. Oh yeah. No, no, you don't got to tell me that's, but you're lucky. See, you're still in shape and working out when you get my age, you can't have those taquitos and those honey biscuits <laughs> like you want to anymore. They right. stay with you. You'll know when that's coming. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, you have an interesting story. You've been drafted four times. You got drafted out of high school by, by the pirates in 22nd round. So how hard were you throwing in high school? Oh boy. I think I think whenever I was a senior, I had topped like ninety three miles an hour in high school. Dang, gum it. That's no. Now, is there anybody that in the in major leagues right now that you played against in high school? Do you remember? Um, I'm trying to think. Played against anybody in the big leagues? No, no, uh, not that you remember. But. But there is there is some there is a couple in the minor leagues that I played uh, high school ball against and college like both so right, it, it, right. now now were you heavily recruited I know you ended up going to San Jacinto were you heavily recruited by any bigger schools uh, I was I was a little bit I had made my commitment to to OU for baseball like pretty like my junior year so right. like I I got, I got on campus up there and loved it I took a visit to Texas A&M like the weekend before and then I went to OU that next weekend and then committed. That next day, I got home. So right, I, kind of, I was just in love with it. So what? What made you decide to go to San Jacinto? Just you wanted to so be eligible the for the draft had, again? The coaches, the coaches had left there as well. So like Tim Tadlock, the one that recruited me, <clears> you know, he's the head coach of Texas Tech right now. Yeah, and a bunch of them broke off and went elsewhere. But then, like when I got drafted, also I kind of just wanted to go to, uh, I wanted to go, you know, just to try to get drafted some more. Yeah, and you did got drafted uh, the first year from uh, Cincinnati. Uh, in the 36, and then you got drafted by the Twins from San Jacinto. Then you ended up going to Oklahoma Baptist, and I got an Oklahoma Baptist story. Do you still keep up with Oklahoma Baptist and sports? Oh, 100%. I still um, I, I, I still, still communicate with those guys. I still go up there and talk to coaches all the time. Um, I'm definitely trying to go up there and work out with I love – I go up there, like, every year just go up there and work out with the guys and just talk to the guys and, you know, just, just uh, you know, like let them know 
you know, that, yeah, I may have made it or whatever it is, but dude, right. I'm never going to where I came from as well, you know? Yeah, well, I've actually, a good, a very good friend of mine's son has been the starting quarterback there for the last three years. Really? For the football team. Yeah, and in fact, he he's a senior, he's graduating, he's going to stay because they didn't play last year, and he's going to do one more year, but has somewhat of a chance, some prospects. He led uh, led the country in passing, but y'all, was that Division Two that that is? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, but anyway, so I saw you went there, and so Oklahoma, Bap, they're pretty good in sports all the way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, especially in football. You know, now they brought football back. Football's been starting to pick up a lot. Yeah. So I, I wanted. So you've been traded two times. The second one, the great one that I liked, that when you came here, I actually went to Frisco and watched your opening when you when you made your start there, your first start there. But you got traded. What I want to know what that's like. So you get drafted by the Nats in the five round. The Nationals take you in the fifth round. You were in 2016. You get traded to the Pirates. So what? Where were you? How do you find out you're traded? So funny thing is, is when I got traded the first time when I was with the Nationals, we were playing a doubleheader against the Rangers. And so I was supposed to pitch the first game and the manager comes in there and he, or Patrick comes in and he's like, hey, uh, you know, you're not throwing today. We're pushing back a day. So everybody's like thinking like, you know, like, are you OK or whatever right. it is? And, well, maybe, maybe, you know, you get called up. I don't know. I didn't know. Yeah. So I go down to the bullpen. I'm chilling with a bunch of the guys. And then he comes down in the seventh inning and he goes, hey, uh, Calls me over and says, hey, you just got traded to the Pirates. You need to go in the locker room and wait for a phone call from the farm director. So I'm like, oh, wow, that's crazy. I'm leaving in the middle of a game, running <laughs> to the locker room. I get in the locker room, you know, it, it, it's the TV's on MLB Network and my phone's to my right and my phone goes off and, like, the TV's over there talking about it on MLB Network. I'm just like, what just happened, you know? Yeah. And I thought I, I thought it was pretty cool to go back over there because, you know, that was a team that drafted me out of high school. So I was like, right. you know, I was like, so they'd always been keeping their eyes on me and everything. So I thought it was pretty cool for it to just be against the Rangers. And then, you know, with the next trade also, I thought that was pretty crazy. Now, where were you when the Rangers trade got you? So where do you, were you, do you remember where you were when that happened? Yeah. So I was in Altoona, Pennsylvania, double A, and I was actually passed out in my room. And <laughs> one of my teammates, yeah, one of my teammates, Stan Alamades, comes jumping in the house talking about, hey, we just made a trade. We just made a trade. And uh, he's like, everybody. So like, <clears throat> we had some like pretty legit. We had some like prospects in our house. So it was like, it was like me, uh, Key Brian Hayes, or Stephen Alamay, it was Braylon Jackson, it was Jason Martin. So it's like, wow, yeah. So it was like, whoa, like so all of us are in this house, and it's like, man, like you know, like somebody getting traded or whatever. And then Cole Tucker was on that team as well. And it was like Mitch Keller, yeah. And, uh, so we, so you like that? That 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 team was a lot of fun. So um, <laughs> Cole Tucker comes over. Um, and he's like, Hey, do we, I heard we made trade and any of y'all gone. And that was like the first time he went into because it's like, you know, all of us are in there. And I, I, I reach over and I look at my phone and I'm like, I got five missed calls from our farm director. And I'm like, well, let me call him back. And my agent at the time called me too. So I'm like, let me call him back. So I call our farm director <laughs> back and say, Hey, uh, you know, I know it's early. He's like, you know, I didn't wake you up by any chance. I'm thinking to myself like, you know, it's, two o'clock in the morning like yeah i'm passed out i was like no no no, that's fine it's fine so he's like you know he goes on there he's like hey you know um they wouldn't about you and you know we really don't didn't want to give you up but we need to get you know keone for the bullpen so you know right. we're gonna you're going to texas you're going back home and i just like sat on the phone for a second and i'm in my room and i'm just like wow this is crazy and so i just like sat there for a long time and i just told them and they're like man like you know and then but what's funny is 
that same day we were leaving to go play Erie, the Tigers double A like that morning. Right. So I had to go to the locker room and go, you know, get all my stuff together. And then, you know, I just, I, I literally stayed up that whole day. I didn't get no sleep at all. So you, that day then you flew out, did you fly to te- down here to Frisco or where did you go? And next day. Where, where's that? I said that next day I did. The next day. Okay. So you stayed behind the bus left. They took off for where they were going and you stayed yeah, one so more I day. Up, I packed up all my stuff and put it in my truck and then they asked somebody to come pick my truck up and, and, and to, to ship it down for me. Right. And then, uh, and then I flew, I flew that morning from Altoona to Frisco for like a physical and then went straight in the locker room. And I met, man, it was crazy because I remember just walking down in the locker room and going on the field. And I'm just like, man, this is crazy because I've been to this field since I was little. Yeah. You know, I'm like, it's just like, just like at the, at the time, the ballpark in Arlington. Right. And I remember like being here and, and, and like that section, this section, I'm over here watching you know, Chris Davis, right. Yeah. Saltalamachia, all these guys coming through and I'm just like, I'm, I'm here now, you know? Yeah. So, I, so it, it was just, it was just surreal. And, you know, and then that debut was crazy because I, my legs were just gone. Yeah. I was, I and you still did. Okay. I mean, you could tell, yeah, yeah. and you were a little amped at first and I know there are a lot of people came, uh, Jamie knew, I, yeah. I, I saw a lot of people out there that came to watch. And you actually did pretty well. You were a little amped when you started, but you could tell. It's like he looks tired. <laughs> oh man, let me tell you, I went home. I went home that night, grabbed me some Waterburger, and went straight to sleep after that. I was tired. Waterburger will do that to you. Now, did you play any A ball with the Pirates when you were with the Pirates? I did. I played uh, a second half of the season in Low A, and then I played a full season in High. Okay, were was it the West Virginia Power? Yes. <sighs> Okay, I got to ask about the toast guy, the toast man, because I went, my wife and I travel around and, you know, I do this and I have credentials. I've seen you in the locker room with, last year at spring training, but so I, we went there and, and, and watched the Hickory Crowdeds play West Virginia. And that guy sat behind that. I, I don't know how to explain it to people. This guy sits back there with, he's rooting for y'all. So it was a whole different thing, but boy, he, he does, he knows his stuff. He knows oh, everything. He, he, does, he's a, he does his research, you know. Rod, Rod is by far one of the coolest guys you probably ever meet. But he is he is such like a lifelong like baseball fan. Like yes, he's, he's very passionate. But I'm very thankful that I was on the other side of it because sometimes <laughs> during games I would hear him like talking about player stats and everything. And I'm like, oh yeah, wow. yeah yeah. So <laughs> yeah, he did, and he was. He was so gracious, too. So he was having all this fun. So what he does, folks, is is the opposing team. He knows everything about every player, and he makes fun of them. And if they strike out, he starts. He has a toaster, and he gets this toast. He starts chunking it all over. And so when when the West Virginia Power struck out, I actually got up and said, "Hey, that's toast," you know. And he looked at me kind of ornery, but he came and talked to us. Had a really nice guy. His name's Rod. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, that's his first name, Rod. <clears throat> I heard now. I looked him up. Uh, here recently, because you know the Blue Jays took over the West Virginia and that affiliate, but he's now working in the front office with them doing something. So yeah, yeah, uh, I don't know what he's doing now, but yeah, he, uh, yeah, he, he he's a very very big baseball fan. That's for sure. He he is, and if y'all ever go, if minor league baseball is just glorious to watch, you need to go do that, guys. Go there and see the West Virginia Power, the Toast Man. It's some somebody to watch. Now let's talk about. Uh, your major league debut. Now, I don't want to talk about what happened at your major league debut. That was a bad night. You know it. So, where were you when you found out that you're, hey, I'm going to the big leagues? Where were you at? We were in Iowa about to play 
the Chicago Cubs AAA team that day. Right. Iowa Cubs. And I got yeah, and I I got called into the office that day, but right before I was supposed to head to the field in about an hour or two, and then I go in the locker room and you know they're like the manager wants to go see you and all the coaches are in there and they're like all huddled up and I'm like you know I don't really understand what's going on and you know he's asking me how I'm feeling and I'm like yeah I feel pretty good and then you know then they're like oh you know you got to catch a flight because you're gonna be going to the big leagues so they're like either you're gonna pitch today they're like well not tomorrow they're like look if 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 Samson doesn't pitch today you're gonna pitch after him the next day but if he pitches today you're starting tomorrow so I was like, all right. So I remember I'm on the flight and uh, I'm over here watching the game on my phone. I'm waiting to see if Samson's going to be in the bullpen. I'm like, okay, I need to know. I need to know. And sure enough, he's in the bullpen and gets in the game. I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm starting tomorrow. And, uh, you know, the funny <laughs> thing is uh, what a lot of people don't know is actually I left my I left my uh, my glove and, and fielding bag in Iowa and they had to ship it overnight to get there. The next yeah. Day. And you and that that game just and you ended up you had you had an elbow issue the right. inflammation right. and all of that. I, what I'll always remember about that Taylor is you make your major league debut. You got to you know you, you only win a third. You get out, man. You stood right in front of that camera and faced it, and you didn't make excuses. And I I said this kid he's got it. I mean you weren't rattled. You didn't look rattled. You didn't look like oh my gosh this is too big for me. It was just a hey that's not what I wanted to do. And I, you know, and then you come out last year, you pitched 17 innings, uh, 23 Ks and in 17 innings, 3.63. Now, let me ask you this. You're in the offseason now. So how's training going? It's going good. It's going good. You know, we're winding down to get ready to leave for spring training the next, like, three weeks. Uh, it's crazy how fast that time runs. But, like, everything's been going well. I mean, um, I was, like, I was, like, 221 during the season, and I weighed in at about 236 now. So, like, I, I put on some weight, trying to get a little bit stronger and just get a little bit more durable as well. But uh, it's been really good, you know. And then on top of that, it, I mean, it, there's no other stadium to beat, really, than playing in an indoor stadium, you know. Yeah. It's like perfect weather all the time. So we can sit there and throw bullpens and BP, whatever it is. So Yeah. And do, now, do y'all work at it? Now, I've been in it I'm because I, I am credential media, so I got to go to all the games last year. It's fantastic. I keep telling the fans, you're going to love it. It's just amazing to be in that place. And temperature, even when they opened the roof, it was really cool. And, you know, it felt great in there and all of that. But, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, I've got allergies and my allergies are, are getting me. So, now, have they talked to you or are they keeping you in the rotation? Are you are you training as a starter? I know you came out of the bullpen last year. Um, so we, yeah, we, 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 uh, we, we had some pretty good conversation. I asked them, you know, what, what they were wanting me to do or, you know, what my heart desires as well. And, uh, you know, I'm very an open-minded guy, you know, and, and willing to do whatever they need, you know, but they were like, you know, we like you as a starter. We want you to, to go compete for a starting spot. They're like, you know, we know you can probably get one of those. So like, Hey, just come out here and just try to compete for a spot. So I was like, okay, well, you know, I was like, that's that's like that's like my forte, you know. That was something I've right. always done growing up was being a starter. And, you know, I I kind of like the bullpen. Bullpen's so fun and chill, but it is. But you know, I, I the one thing I always loved about starting was just being a guy like who I am and how I'm able to to help change momentum of games or just be able to set the tone. Like that's always my biggest things. I yeah. like to come and set the tone first inning. Cause I'm like I'm a guy that's ranges anywhere from 95, 98 miles an hour, and I'm like I can do that for seven, eight innings. You know, it's like sure. I, that you know, because like not that many people can do that. So yep. it's like I love being the guy that tone setter to come in there like first three first inning just one two three get us back in the dugout quick to get the momentum on our side. Yeah, and 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 the great thing about being a starter too, and for people like you, even in your double A debut, it, starters can can have an inning where maybe it doesn't quite go, and you give up a run or two. 
you still got a chance to go out, lock down, learn from it, go and lock it down. And that's in the bullpen. Sometimes you don't get that chance. And then you're back in you're like, crap, I'm, I know what I did there. I need to be back out there again. Cause your catcher can come to you and go, you know what, you know, you were tipping or something was happening and that's sure. what happened. So that I hope so. I'm, I'm I can't wait. I don't, I, I plan on going to spring training every year. I don't know if I'm gonna go this year. Cause I, I still just can't figure out what they're going to do, whether they're going to allow right. the press or everything was zoom calls last year. So, um, in doing that. So, um, now let me ask you this. When you played in high school, did you, did you bat at all? Did you play in the field? I did. I played uh, first base and uh, a little bit outfield. Did you have any pop in the bat? I did. I was more, but you know what? I was, I was like, I was like six four, six five, like hundred and like eighty, ninety pounds. Like I was more of a gap to gap guy. Like I wasn't really a power guy. I wasn't really like I. I maybe hit one or two home runs. I know I hit one, probably hit two or three in my whole high school career. But um, what about little league? Uh. <laughs> Funny thing is about that, uh, there's there's a, a a park. I can't remember the park. It's in Rowlett, and uh, I had hit over, jeez, about twelve or thirteen home runs. Wow! And like it was to the point to where like my parents they kept every ball. I hit one on Mother's Day, you know, yeah. whatever. It was like hit like two in one game. So like you know, it was uh, it was definitely. So I was like, you know, I got a shot to probably be a hitter. But I was like, you know what? It's kind of hard to to pass up striking guys out Conan. that I get more of a <laughs> more thrill from that so okay well I'm gonna play a game with you that since you've done it and I I've only hit one home run my whole life I call it the home run game I've played it with a lot of guys in the in the, in the clubhouse since you've actually done it do you remember how old you were and the very first home run you ever hit over a fence uh I think it was seven seven now Sam Huff said he was eight and I thought that was a record seven wow but you're big yeah. though you guys are so big i mean my gosh i've been in the locker room next to you i mean you are what are you six five six 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 yeah oh my gosh and muscle i mean built i mean hey you guys don't understand you can't tell on tv how big these guys are till you're standing <laughs> next to them and you see them so you yeah. okay so you were about seven when you did it now of all the ones from there till high school i guess was the last one you ever hit did you ever hit one in college no no, no. i was strictly strictly pitching so do you remember the one, was there anyone, whether you were 10, 12, whatever, and because the moment you hit it, you were like, wow. I mean, because even a 12-year-old could hit one 310 feet and go, oh, my gosh. Do you remember so one? So it, it was my sophomore year of high school, and we were playing Highland Park. Highland Park was in our district. Yeah. And so I remember we lost to them. I had a that, – that was, like, one of the best games I've ever had. It was so much fun because yeah. we lost that game two to one, but I took a – uh, a no hitter into like the fifth or sixth inning that day. And then I was able to hit a home run for us to score that one run. Wow. And so uh, it was going, it went out the right field. So you and turned so, on it. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course I had to. And so <laughs> I got it up in there and, and like one of my coaches, one of my old coaches who I, I still love to this day, uh, coach Norton, he, he, to this day, I'll always be like, Hey, you remember that home run you hit in Highland Park? Yeah. He's like, man, that wind got up under that thing really good. <laughs> He will never let me. He will never ever let me live it down. But it's like you know what? It's okay. It's all right. Because you know why? I hit. I hit one out, and you know we didn't win the game. But hey, that was my. That was one of my memorable home. Took runs. a no hitter into the fifth or sixth inning and hit a home run. You can't. I hit one my whole life ever. Never hit one a little. My junior year of high school, first at bat of the year, first pitch, leading off, hit it up. That's the only one I've ever done. If I knew that was only me, so I can remember mine 
Exactly. In Duncanville, over the scoreboard, right over there in left field. I never did it again. Okay, so now <laughs> I, want, I want to ask you, we're winding this thing down. I appreciate you doing this. We're going to do, I want to ask you something that, that uh, this has turned out to be a pretty neat deal. Now, now, some people may not know the rodeo thing, but it's something, what's somebody, something that, tell us something nobody knows about you. Let me give you an example. And this kind of turned into a national story. Uh, Brock Burke, two years ago, I was sitting with Brock Burke asking the same question. We were sitting in the Frisco dugout. And he goes, well, I don't know. I sleepwalk. And I was like, what? And do you know that story about no. Brock? So you need to go read. Levi Weaver wrote it for the, uh, for the athletic. Um, I gave it to him. He's a better writer than I am. I write smaller stuff. And, but I, he was like, yeah. He goes, apparently I sleepwalk. He goes, uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, Joe Palumbo was his roommate. And he goes, I scared him to death. He goes, because we travel when roommates on the road. And apparently I get up in the middle of the night and swing at pillows and do stuff. So th he was the first one that said something kind of that crazy. Well, I always use him as the example, but I got to tell you before I ask you that same deal, Tyler Phillips, I was <laughs> interviewing Tyler Phillips and I used the example of Brock Burke and his eyes got this big and he goes, oh my gosh. And I thought he was going to tell me he was a, you know, was in a Broadway musical. I didn't know he was going to tell me being from New York. He roomed with Brock Burke, and he goes, I thought he was going to kill me. He said he got up in the middle of the night. He started cussing and beating up a pillow. Then he went and stood in the corner and stood there for a second, and then he just all of a sudden, I got to go pee. And then he went to the restroom. And <laughs> I can't imagine. But now I you can't get to room with him now. Because <clears throat> we, 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 we probably have some problems, and I love him to death. But I'm like. <laughs> Bro, if you come up on like you were over my bed, like or doing something, like I'm, I'm gonna think something's going on. <laughs> well, now when you see him in, in in spring training, you're gonna have to give him some crap and tell him oh, tell sure. him about that because he because sure. now he's healthy again too. Yeah, 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 and he's looking good too. I'm I'm excited <clears throat> for him. Yeah, and that that's fantastic. Okay, so tell us something that nobody knows about you, and you can't use rodeo because that's obviously the one. But you know, we've had some talk about their video game players. What is it? So. um I guess so. Probably one thing a lot of people don't know about me. I am a huge, huge uh, soccer fan. No kidding. Yeah, huge soccer fan. I'm a big. Uh, <laughs> I've gotten some. I got some whiplash over it, which is okay. Like they've had their up and down years, but I'm a big Manchester United fan. Yeah. And so I, uh, I have a uh, uh, an Anthony Martial number nine jersey. And uh, I was a big like the first the first person I ever saw on TV. I, I was always watching soccer, but uh, I was probably about about fourteen or fifteen. It was the first time I saw Wayne Rooney on TV. Oh yeah, and I like loved him. You know, he was he was killing it with with yeah. Man with Man, Man United, and he was just nap. And I was I loved it. So then I started following him, you know, and just always been a big fan of him. And then I got started playing soccer and FIFA. And that's like one of the one of the few games along with Call of Duty that I always play. So like I'm a big, big, big soccer fan. And I really want my my goal is to always is to go to uh, a Man United game for sure. But I want to go when they play in, when it's Man United versus Man City. Oh my! This is so weird because you know what I I I didn't play soccer. I was so old that soccer wasn't a huge thing when I was growing up. But I be, I am the biggest fan of soccer now. I've, I've become a fan. I got into the World Cup. My one of my uh, what do you call it? Your bucket list things is to go to Europe and see a game. Those fans look crazy to, to do that. But you know, people that like soccer because soccer can be low scoring, but it's still exhilarating to watch it. Are people That's that like awesome. it, it, they're people that you like just, baseball? 
Yeah, even even watching it on TV, like when I watch Man United games on TV, I still get fired up. And oh like, yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, that's crazy. That that that's so weird. We're like cut from the same cloth. Only I'm really old and really short compared to you. <laughs> All right, so listen, I'm going to do one more thing before we get out of here. I'm going to get you to plug the podcast and get everybody to do it. You just say, hey, this is Taylor Hearn with the Texas Rangers, and you're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast. All right. What's up, guys? This is Taylor Hearn with the Texas Rangers, and you guys are listening to Ranger Nation podcast. That's it. That's all I need. Guys, thanks for listening to this one. Texas Ranger left-hand pitcher Taylor Hearn joined us. Go out to Twitter right now, at thearn 21 Listen, he's going to give away a PS5 to one of his new followers that he gets. I'm going to throw in a Dallas Sports Nation t-shirt. I told Taylor, pick another one that doesn't get that. He's going to send the info to me. I'll get your shirt size, and we'll get you a t-shirt for that. Because we're going to have fun. You guys go out. we we got to put the the uh, San Antonio Spur fan down because this is Mav fan here. That's who we are. Taylor, thanks for joining us, sir. Thank you for having me. You got it. Hey, like I say at the end of every one of these and everything I write, nerd out. <laughs> <laughs>